the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Good afternoon and welcome to Black and Right Radio, where we challenge you to think beyond the limited scope of what the mainstream media shares. Today is the day we take back control by stopping the left's manipulation of the vocabulary of the day to maintain its political chokehold on the black community. And today we shake the tree of the liberal left to see how many nuts fall out. I'm your host, John Anthony, joined with my joined by my guest co-host today, uh, friend of the show, Babette Holder and what? What did you look at it like that? Uh, wait, what do we call? What, what was your nickname? I don't even know. You don't. You don't remember the nickname. We I had? don't remember. Oh, you God. have too many nicknames for me. I can't say on the air. I forgot what we called you last time you were here. I got to go back mm. during the break and, and and listen to the video. The indelible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's you're feeling ahead with too much right now. Uh, and that voice you heard is Mike Z. I'm not going to say his last name because I'm sure it's not a four letter word. It's probably an eight letter word. Mike Zins. Yeah. Seriously, that's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. The shortest, most complicated name you'll ever hear. Wow. Welcome to Black and White. First time in the studio. Honored to be here, honestly. Um, you, you sure you're ready for this? I, I don't Let's know. Let's do this. I don't know if this is a good mix with Babette, though. Well, me and Babette in the same room is never a good mix. <laughs> so you've already lost. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like, first of all, you guys both were talking about my hat that I have on. If, you, if you're looking, uh, watching us through the um, Facebook and YouTube stream, uh, please go ahead and share that right now. You'll see that I have a Chicago Cubs hat on, and, and um, <clears throat> Mike Z has a, um, a Little League team. It says S-U-X. Sucks the, what's that? No. No, no. no. Southside. No. Stop South trying side. to be bougie, bougie over there with that Northside team. Right. Well, I, it's, it I, I mean, I like, get it. You didn't have anything else you could pull out, so yeah. you had to wear that. So. It looks like S. I, I didn't go get my hair cut this week. <laughs> right. See, there we are, folks. There, there it is. I, I didn't go get my hair cut this week, so that's why. I um, you see me with this on. And hey, John, you can't be picking on Mike. He's a he falls into the protected class. Why? I do. He white. So how did he fall? Oh no, oh, he's no. got part Native no, American. No, sir. I am completely indigenous. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, I am completely Cherokee Indian. Hey, we were just having that conversation. You look white, so you're white. So you oh, white. don't even get me started on that one. Don't even. It's going to be a longer show than two hours. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, you know, this, we're not starting the show the way we should, but let's talk about that. How would you define well, black? Right. Nowadays, because I, you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, the Boy Scouts now has uh, girls, the Girl Scouts has boys. Does the Black Caucus, what what qualifies you to not be a part of the Black Caucus these days? 
Boy, we're gonna get. That's I'm gonna get a question. lot of laughs because wait a minute, certain you know certain um, cultures and, and people of heritage. They will show up with the same strands of DNA from those with darker skin in certain continents, and like Africa, Sicilians in Africa. Well, there were certain members that said I wasn't black, so I shouldn't be in in the the the, 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 the token black reference. You yeah. and I have gotten yeah. it, John. Not black enough. So well, yeah. he ain't black. <laughs> well, especially you know we both voted for Joe. I mean, uh, oh sorry, oh God, no! Oh, look at the time. Oh, <laughs> we both voted for Trump, so you know we're not considered black. Well, so. before Trump, we were both uh, conservatives, Republicans, uh, and so our yeah. opinions didn't matter. It wasn't with the right message with the skin tone. Yeah. So you know. Babbitt, I don't know if you've been watching, Mike, I mean, we'll get your take on it, too, I guess, since you're an indigenous person, so you can you can make a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so empowered. <laughs> it's so good to be in the I'm majority. I'm about to go out the world after Man. this. I don't know. We got, we got DJ Pete in there, so we, we kind of, it's tied up. We, we're not really... In the majority yet. He is the, the man. He, he is the master behind. <laughs> it would be no show. The mastermind that can blip us all. <laughs> right. But have you guys been paying attention to the Floyd trial? Yes. What are your Absolutely. thoughts? What are your thoughts thus far? It's a little painful. It I is. think Floyd's death touched everyone. It didn't so. matter what political side of the aisle you aligned on, because one, you had that video. Most yeah. certainly. You know, you yeah. had the bystanders video. You saw the bystanders pleading with the police officers. And another thing, though, is that you know that it's the backlash again and it spurs it up. And then there's good cops, bad cops. I think, John, you were saying something about that earlier. You yeah. know, I got police officers good in my hate family. Bad cops. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they do. They, what, what are your thoughts about it, Mike? I, I, you know, I'll be honest. I, you know, it, it pains me anyway just because it's just another human being that died. And that's yeah. really the part that really kind of sticks with me on a regular basis. Is, you know, George Floyd was a human being that died unnecessarily. Yeah. And and that's really the end of the story for me. It, I, it doesn't make a difference to me whether, you know, he's black or he's brown or he's pink or green or whatever. I mean, yeah. at that point, he just he, he died unnecessarily. And I think uh, this ideology that has wrapped itself around this is is. It's not doing any justice to George Floyd. I agree. And, you know, I I come from it from a different perspective. First of being law enforcement, but also being black. So, I mean, it's, it's like I get I get I get what's what the dynamics of everything that's happening. But at the same time, we still have a system in place here in America, a, a, a justice system that has to work. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand when it comes to stuff like this, it's not about how you feel, what you think you see, because the evidence speaks so much differently, even from what you saw. And I think that's that's those are the arguments and, and those are the conversations. Yeah, that but I've John, the autopsy is showing, you know, by the time of death and his heart giving out and people will. I'll play devil's advocate. How about this? It's not really so much a feeling. Yes, it is. Hard to watch. I mean, I could watch that video and knew that man had stopped breathing. Yeah. I mean, it's just a given. Right. But. What they're going to come at you, and I'm going to play this devil's advocate here. It's that 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 procedure, okay? That 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 was taken, okay? And 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 you notice they really haven't discussed that yet. I know I know. Just yeah. Friday they had a yeah. homicide detective mm-hmm. who gave testimony. 
I wish they would have brought in a use of force, somebody who, who, who worked Minnesota as a use right. of force. Now, I'm not saying that this homicide detective doesn't understand use of force. I mean, he's 30-some years on the force, so I'm, I know he understands it. But there are also people, because remember, there was, there, there's some, some, some who've said, Minnesota, I've talked to Minnesota cops, that that was a procedure that they once used. Now, remember, Chauvin is a 19-year veteran. Once used. Right. So it's a word meaning used. that it was not supposed to be. And, and here's something to think about. Besides George Floyd's skin paint job, big folks are targeted and taken down more aggressively. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, let's go out here. What about, you know, be careful with our big and fluffy head. Okay, here's a question. Here's a question. Here's a question. George Floyd didn't have drugs in the system. You think he would have still been alive? Oh, that's that doubt. See, oh, see that doubt that you ha- they have to prove beyond but a reason. No, 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 no. It was they, a drug stop. Doesn't matter. They have to. They prove- recognize him though as they, someone in the. But area. I'm saying the odd time. I'm saying, I'm saying all when all the evidence, when the totality, what's called the totality of the circumstances, is 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 met, and when that's discussed, what they'll say. The drug in the system, though, is an after. No, it's not an after knowledge. Yeah, to to, to the, the lay person that he. Did and may partake in illegal nope. substances. No. I believe was no. known by law enforcement from art, you know. And how much can I but depend that's not, on? That's articles? not what's on trial. What's on trial is did Chauvin's knee to his neck cause his death? Now, the, the, but that's the, what well, they, no, 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 the hold, defendant hold on, wants no, to wait, prove. Wait, hold on, hold see, on. we gonna get into this. No, hold on. <laughs> but, but see, see again, you're thinking from a layperson's perspective. No, I'm thinking no, if I was his, if see? I was the defendants for the family and the case, I'm and the pro- speaking to or the prosecutors knowledge. I, well, hold on, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm speaking to the knowledge of have, of being a death investigator. Yeah, I'm, I'm with John on uh, I'm with you on this because there's a lot of physiological yes. things that are going on with George at that time yes. that would not normally be. Did that officer know him intimately to know that there was a lot going on and he's putting substances been... in his body is my case. point. Well, well, as, as a cop, when you... By the when, way, wait, we wait, have wait, other wait, lay wait, people wait, who bad, don't bad, use bad, illegal on. substances, bad, bad. but they take it for their health hold on. and say they no, get wait, stopped. Wait, stop. wait, wait, listen. This is what we have to understand. As a cop, when you've been dealing with people who are on drugs, you're trained to know the signs. That's what was happening with they. They saw they saw the they probably either his eyes were constricted, the, 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 yeah, the constriction of his pupil. I, I understand. I mean the, the white the white foaming of the mouth. These are signs that you're trained as a cop to deal with. And then so would it not wait, occur on, to you as a cop? Hold on, his system is vulnerable. Are we gonna have this type of show today? <laughs> yes, we are. All really? day. God, all day. Yo, this is fun. Go take a death ding, investigator ding, class ding. and you'll understand what, I, what I'm trying to talk about. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. I got to figure a way to, 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 to mute Babette's mic when she goes over. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Get up, get on up. This, the system is on trial here. The system is on trial. And I can't tell you, uh, uh, people have tried to push away from this, move on from this. Today brought it all back home for tens of millions of people. And if this is considered legal conduct from a police officer, if you can do this in broad daylight and not go to jail, 
it's, it will be perceived as open season, telling police officers from coast to coast, you can literally get away with murder in broad daylight. That audio you just heard was Van Jones on, I believe it was a CNN broadcast a couple of days ago. Uh, hey, I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right. Uh, I think I've calmed Babette down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even a thing? Uh, I, no, we, we, you know we'll never calm her down. <laughs> but I'm excited to have Babette Holder and my good friend Mike Z in studio. If, if, guys, listen, that was tame with me and Babette. <laughs> Right? That was just a little friendly spar. That's if, like level two. If, <laughs> if, if, if people only heard some of our conversations over the phone. Uh, or yeah, off air. Or off air. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, see, Babette, Babette thinks I'm her little brother, you know. I do. He's been like that. So you're younger, so you're going to get that. See, see, how, see, see, Mike? She said younger. Yeah, well, I am younger, so I'll take that. They I can roll. My, we, my birthday's we, we in 10 days. We actually sparred in the lobby one year outside an event. We did. It was kind of funny because John, John is a, a key speaker. He's like, oh, my God, I forgot my speech. And da, 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 da. I'm like, what? What? I'm like a big sister. <laughs> Hold on. I have a copy in my pocket. Now, now, now you, talk about, you talk about somebody who has... Um, Let's see. Who who gets a little crazy on here? <laughs> Verlon, what's going on, brother? How's it going, John? Uh, the bitch nickname is the Punisher. The Punisher. That's okay. it. Thank you. I'll Punisher. take it. I'll yeah. take it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Verlon. Okay. Uh, no problem. Okay. Well, I've been watching the trial every day. I, I think he's going to get convicted because if Sasha turned on him. His lieutenant turned on him, detective turned on him and said he held the knee on for too long. He he held the knee on him for four minutes and thirty seconds after he died. That that's gonna be the problem. Only thing they're they're considering right now is in, intent. He well, intends to kill him. Well, well Velan, hey, Velan, Velan, I never said it. I don't think he's going to get convicted of something. I don't think the the heavy charge, I believe, is it's a, a it's a, a murder too. Because 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 not only do you have to prove intent, they also because Minnesota law is a little different. We talked about this yeah. when I filled in with with Dan Prof with um, Jason um, um, Tatum, the Tatum report, Brandon Tatum. Um, Minnesota second degree is a little bit differently because not only do you have to prove intent, you also have to prove that he committed a felony while he was in, in doing his job. I don't think they'll be able to to get that now. If they want, and I, I personally believe Chauvin's going to be somebody that he, he's going to have to pay a price because society is demanding a right. price to be paid. That's not justice, in my opinion, because society demands a demands something in spite no. of the. Because hold on, what you have to understand, they've just been doing testimony. They haven't gotten to the technical part of of, of this trial yet. Go ahead. I agree with you. I, you're going to be surprised today. I agree with you, but see, you got to remember, I watched this since they set the jurors, and I've never seen so many biased jurors that don't, that don't want to cooperate with the law. The yeah. law has nothing to do with it right now, and I'm telling you, the most you can hope for is a hung jury so this man can get a fair trial later on down the line if they convene another jury. But right now, I believe this court case is going to give way to the mob. They don't want this city to burn for a second time. And I think they're going to find a way to find intent for, for George Floyd to get, um, I mean, that's what I saw it, 
uh, Chauvin to get second-degree murder, uh, a second-degree murder conviction. And I'm telling you, uh, don't count on an appeal because Minnesota courts are very liberal. We can't even count on our Supreme Court right now, much less uh, a Minnesota Minnesota liberal court. Why you yelling? Can I ask you a question? Why are you screaming? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're right there by the phone, in your car by yourself. <laughs> Verlon's being very passionate, John. And, and he's right about the mob Thanks rule. for calling, Verlon. So he's right. Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm sorry, though. You know, I'm, I, I, I look at the process. I don't look at... I don't, to me, it's not about George Floyd being black in the sense of justice being carried out. Right. Because I'm going to say something that I may... I, I've already lost my black card. Everything that somewhere. happened with this case is was not on the police. Let's have the let's have the, the discussion and the conversation about should if George Floyd had never walked into that store with a fake twenty dollar bill, George Floyd is alive. If George Floyd would have got in the in the SUV without struggling and fighting, talking about he's 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 claustrophobic, George Floyd is still alive. Nobody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about the nineteen, the eight minutes and forty six seconds. Right. Nobody wants to have the discussion about. What did George Floyd, what part did he have to play in this that caused his death? And that's, and that's happened so much across America in black and brown communities. Nobody wants to talk about what, they've, what, what the person who put themselves in that position, yeah, nobody wants to take responsibility about what exactly. they've been doing. 100%. Am I right or wrong? No, I agree with you. And when you do bring it up, they say they dismiss it immediately because it is that last eight minutes. Another thing, too, I believe that this officer is really going to get the shaft is because they want to save their cities, too, from being looted yeah. and burned because, again. well, again and again, and now you're supposed to be on an uptick and rebuild? Yeah. Well, to. and they just got the police back, right? Because didn't, didn't they want to get rid of their police? Defund the police and cut this and do that? But, but that's just this. And that's what I, you know, I, I'm joining us um, in the next segment is going to be um, C.O. Bryant, your buddy. That's right, um, and, and and I hope we can we can get to the because you know nobody can talk about this type of stuff better than C. L. Bryant exactly because I mean former NAACP that's um, right former so, NAACP leader yeah. a someone who was around when he saw you want to talk about real Jim Crow yeah. and all so he that C. L. Yeah. lived it and talk about being in the South in the country and. But I'll let him tell it. He tells it the best. But you know, yeah, but, I but, look forward but, 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 to that. We 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 can never get to the bottom of what's going on in our black communities until we're really ready to have a real conversation of what's happening in our black communities. Well, there's a lot of conversations, John, and there's a lot of depending on who's got a seat at the table. But the fact is, there's not a r- lot of real listening. Did you guys hear? I, I, I'm I'm going to take this this call mm-hmm. because. When when during the trial, I, I think it was one of the EMT guys. They showed a video of him reaching right down. Wait, what is it called? Yeah. The cardio, the cardio of the neck, whatever it's called. Yeah. They his defense said, "Were you able to reach it?" He said, "Yes." If you notice, Chauvin didn't move. No, he didn't. His move. knee was in the same exact spot. So I yeah. watched that video too. His knee was not always on his neck. Based upon your viewpoint, it looked like it. But you saw it because right there in that collarbone and in the middle of the, the you know, I'm never mind. Let's go with that. Let's go with Paul Cross. I, I sounded like Joe Biden in a. Anyway. That was a Joe Biden moment, wasn't it? Anyway. It, it, it was, anyways. Let's go to Terry. Terry from Rogers Park. 
Uh, Derek, Derek Chauvin's uh, knee was not was on the back part of Floyd's neck. The airways at the front part of the neck under the chin, his airway was not shut off by Chauvin's knee. Yeah. Uh, I think the continuous screaming and resisting arrest and drugs uh, caused him to stop breathing. Uh, that's that's I'm of that belief, too, based upon my experience as a former police officer, based upon my experience of seeing these type of things. Uh, I, I'm of that same belief as well. Uh, I know that's not the, that's not the majority opinion, but I am of that belief as well. Thank you so much for calling. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I, I hate. I listen. I hate to see that George Floyd is no longer here. George Absolutely. Floyd. No, you know, a lot of people want to talk about. Oh, he's a thug. He was somebody's daddy. Uh, 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 son, he was somebody's father, mom. I mean, brother. He uncle. was somebody's father. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I'm not that. Ty- I'm not that callous to to have that type of view. Towards, I don't because guess what he's no longer here, and from what I hear, a lot of people, some of the people, they loved this guy. He was joy, a very jovial guy. But you know his decisions. Listen, trust me, as a man who's made decisions that that has cost him dearly, I understand. You got to take full responsibility for when you know you've you've done wrong and not pass the buck on. There's got to be some accountability on this, uh, and I think there has to be accountability on both sides. I mean. Yeah. Chauvin's got to go back to his training. Floyd's got to go. Uh, Chauvin's with, done policing. You, know, so. uh, you think he's coming back to policing? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. No, I don't. Coming up, C.L. Bryant. I cannot wait. Uh, former NAACP. Was he a chairman, Babette? Ch- the former w- the NAACP chairman. Um, wrote the uh, mo- Did the movie Runaway Slave. Uh, you guys are in for a treat with C.L. Bryant. I'm John Anthony. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Punisher herself, Batman Holder, and the Zen master, Michael (laughs) Zins. How about that? That's a good one. You like that one? I like it. You know, before the break, we were discussing the George Floyd trial. Um, We didn't even get to the... The Georgia voting and all those things, but so many things. Yeah, uh, joining us to talk more about, you know, possibly uh, George Floyd and what's going on in, in, in Georgia uh, is I'm telling you, guys. When I first met this guy, it was like, where have you been? He's the kinship that we we de- we de- we developed and the bond that we quickly grew was was not like none other. He's on loan. Don't be trying to take my friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. C.L. Bryant. And guys, he's a former NAACP president in Garland, Texas, and now he's a senior fellow with D.C.-based Freedom Works. Uh, he brings a unique outlook to issues facing our, our nation. Guys, welcome, C.L. Bryant. Welcome back to Black and Right, sir. Thank you so much for having me on again, John. Glad to be with both of you. Thank you. Yeah, and I wanted to know, I I, I didn't let you know that Babette Holder was joining me today. Babette, <laughs> <laughs> my good friend. How hey, are you? CL, I'm doing great. And I didn't happy know birthday. you were going to be on the show. I know. Thank you, girl. I, I didn't know you were going to be on the show. Glad to talk to you. Hey, we'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Rev, what, what's, what's going on? I mean, well, what is going on in America when you look at what's happening with uh, uh, just critical race theory. You look at what's happening in Georgia with the voting laws and this whole white privilege. Is there a way to beat back against what's happening? What's the pushback for to, to save this great union? You know, John, uh, Beth, we are 
we have been strapped into a time machine that is rapidly propelling us backwards in time. And uh, when I think about where we've come from and uh, where we're, we're headed, I know this. I can't undo what happened to granddaddy. Uh, I, I just can't do it. I mean, if you were a bad father in this life, if you were a bad wife in this life, whatever, you were a bad friend, whatever, there's nothing you can do about what happened. You, you, you were just that. You were just bad at that time. That doesn't mean that you stayed that way. And so what the Democrats are wanting to uh, perpetually uh, strap us to is our past. Yeah. That wasn't all that bad, but uh, to tell you the truth, uh, if there's any good in where we are now, it couldn't have been all that bad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's why I'm saying that. So yeah. that's, that's what's happening. We're being strapped into that time machine. So I have, this, I have this saying that I've been saying for quite some time now. I get a little pushback when I say it, but I, I want to get your opinion and, and your thoughts on it. America is no longer a racist country, but America does have racists who reside in our country. What are your thoughts about that statement? Well, sure. Racists reside around the world. And that's a common sense uh, uh, thing, and that's a common sense approach that you're taking on that, John. And, and only idiots would push back against that because it's a true statement. Uh, America is not a racist country. You have people uh, all over the world trying to get in here. If it was that bad, they, they wouldn't be trying to get in. That, that, and, that is uh, true. Preach. Or, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, they wouldn't be trying to get in. And, uh, and, and that you know that uh, we ain't going nowhere. You know I mean, so right. it ain't that bad. I would, I'll fight to stay here. So it can't be that bad. And so, and so uh, this, is, this is just the fallacy that you're hearing from. You know what? I don't believe that Barack is really on board with all of this because you haven't, you haven't heard much from him. But that tells us that the party has been wrenched from his hand and it has been put firmly in the hands of the Ocasio-Cortez yeah. and the Bernie Sanders of the Democrat Party. Well, you know, see, uh, I like to call them the regressives instead of progressive. They want to, you know, dig back, reach back and have to keep trying to recycle, reignite old history. You know, blacks and browns are achieving more and more every day. And yet you ever notice they go after those who are trying to make the American dream even more accessible and easier. They don't want Absolutely. us to be successful. That's my opinion. Right. We're not really Absolutely dealing right. with well, the issues where it's, it's more of a, an ideological provocation of um, a thought process more than, than a rampant, uh, not to use the word pandemic, but uh, something of that, of that caliber. Uh, and I, I yeah. just yeah, that's kind of the way I, I, I kind of see it from my lens. And to to add on to what both of you have said, this thing about Jim Crow. Let me tell you, I, I turned sixty five. Although my friends and those who love me tell me I only look forty, okay. but uh, the, I'll go with that. I was going thirty five. We gave it to you. We got it. <laughs> but, but, but this Jim Crow thing, y'all, I, I was alive. Uh, I was a young boy, man, you know, when it was abolished, I think I was a, uh, 10, nearly 10 years old when Jim Crow went away in Shreveport, Louisiana, the last city to concede defeat in the Civil War, my hometown. And I know what it is to ride on the back of the bus. Wow. I know what it is to drink from a colored and white water fountain. Ooh. I drank from both of them. And let me tell you, the white folks, they think they were getting any better water <laughs> than the black folks. They were <laughs> and, so, and so I've been in the colored and, 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 and uh, white uh, bathrooms. And, and friends, what we are experiencing here in America today, it is a far, far cry. Yeah. from anything that could be called Jim Crow. I agree. And so we, our voices are going to have to be the ones yeah. 
to say we're the weirdest black folks are, are tired of y'all trying to emotionally beat us with this Jim Crow thing. It's over. Hey, hey, see Move on. See, I want to hold you over for the break. Because um, I, I want to go into the Georgia voting law. And I also want to talk something about what Trump was able to bring to, to the black community that I think the Republican Party is not taking advantage of just yet. More from C.O. Bryan when we return. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AF560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Punisher herself, Bad Bad Holder, I'm and the Zen Master, Mike Zen. <laughs> Before the break, we were talking to C.L. Bryant. Uh, he, currently, he's a senior fellow at FreedomWorks. But I want you guys to go and look at his documentary, Runaway Slave. Uh, also, go get his book, Lead Us to Temptation, Deliver Us to Evil. Um, C.L. Bryant, thanks so much for joining us again. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's glad to be a signal honor to be on with my good friend Babette as well. <laughs> oh, you pumping her head up. Look at her. Wow. You should see her over that here. That big old grin. <laughs> Paid for by. Uh, <laughs> but see, I, I'm having issues and problems with, with all this, this, the foolishness that's going on with the Georgia voting law. In my opinion, the Georgia voting law should, should be the law should be the standard bearer for all 50 states. Um, what's... Why are people coming up with all these outlandish um, belief systems? And we got the MLB that just canceled the All Star Game. Yep. Um, how foolish is that? Well, you just uh, you hit it on the head with the word foolish, and I, I speak. I give this speech around the, the country, John, uh, in our in our various seminars, and and it deals with the fifteenth chapter of of Matthew, where Jesus uh, outlines uh, a scenario where the blind uh, leading the blind, they both fall in a ditch. Woo-hoo. And that is what you're seeing here now with the Democrat Party. You have the blind wow. leading the blind, and they're falling in a ditch. Look at what's happening with Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Stacey Abrams was, in <laughs> fact, uh, leading the charge to uh, in this uh, you know, Jim Crow law and all of this. All right, all right, Georgia uh, says, well, we're rejecting that. Yeah. We're going to reject that. Now, since she has dug that ditch, and since she was blindly leading people to a place in Georgia where they are not used to going, you must reap what you sow. <laughs> and so that's, those are the seeds that she sowed. Yeah. This very well could drive her out of office. It should. Let's it hope absolutely so. should. Let's hope so. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's, she doesn't, I don't even think she's connecting with anybody down there anymore. Right. She has gone so far off the cliff. Uh, that yeah, I don't think there's anything else there that she can say that would even bring her back to some semblance of acceptance yeah. in the communities. I agree. And I certainly hope you're right. <laughs> I certainly hope you're right because they have been hoodwinked. They've been swindled. They have been bamboozled Uh-oh. in Oof. Georgia. And Warnock will be also on that chopping block as well. Yeah. I agree. will be on that chopping block as well. Yeah. Well, Warnock's so they will witness the mistake they've made. I, I you know what? I, I, I kind of wish you lived in in, in Atlanta to go, to go and run off run against one of those guys because I'm sure you would win. But I, I, I want to talk about what what President Trump was able to do in the black community because I, I I keep saying to people, I tell people, Trump brought people to a movement. He didn't bring people to the Republican Party. No, and I think because of that, the Republican Party. It, it, what they always do, they rest on their laurels and not realize that Trump has introduced a whole new playbook, not just to the black community, but to Americans as a whole. 
what are your thoughts with the platinum plan with what Trump was able to do? Because I haven't heard Jack nothing from Biden about what he wants to do in the black community. But I know you were on Black Voices for Trump. since he's been campaigning. Right. Now, I, now. Yeah, I know you were on Black Voices for Trump. What what's your message to those people that Trump reached out to who are saying now, I don't know if I want to stay here at this Republican Party. Donald John Trump was the uh, backbone of the American economy by by rolling back the regulations that uh, Obama had put in place and, of course, enticing business to come back to America. Black people were in leaps and bounds. We were prospering and opening businesses and all of that. And the, the, the idiocy of what has happened is that somehow Democrats think we're so stupid yeah. <laughs> that uh, we believe that Joe Biden actually got more votes than Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and that, that's just not possible. They think we're that stupid yeah. to actually swallow that. In, in fact, if, if you voted for Obama because it was a pride thing, yeah. then you ought to feel a slap across your face. Come on. <laughs> For them thinking that you believe that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. Are you kidding me? But we're rocking along. We're going along. And, and the old yes ball stuff, this is Al Sharpton. This is Stacey Abrams. This is Warnock. They have gone along with the yes balls to put us where they've always put us since the 1960s by selling us out to special interests and using us as pawns. And black folks, we ought to be tired of this by now. And it's time, I'm telling you, for us to at least try something different. No, don't leave the Republican Party. You come and make the Republican Party what our grandparents and great-grandparents knew it was, the party of Lincoln, the party that freed those who were in captivity. And it's still doing that. And I'm telling you that Donald John Trump was the quintessential liberator in that uh, particular uh, uh, political uh, arena when he was president of the United States. And in my opinion, y'all, come on, he is still the only legitimate president of the United States. Wow. So that's my yes. two cents. The go- that golden voice belongs mm. to none other than C.L. Bryant. He produced the movie Runaway Slave. Go check it out. Uh, he's also written the book, Lead Us to Temptation, Deliver Us to Evil. Ah, oh, Reverend C. O'Brien, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, let let us know. We'll talk offline when you're coming back up here. Uh, we can get back together again. You've been amazing. Uh, yeah. Freedom Wars would love to come. I thank you so much. God bless and keep you. Follow me on Twitter at Rev C. L. Bryan. Rev C. L. Bryan. Thank you all so much. Babette, talk to you soon. All right, C.L. <laughs> Woo! Did he just do a sermon? Like yes, that was like a sermon. That was like that was I, I was getting goosebumps over here. I, had I to, know. I was gonna say like let him just go the rest of the show. Well, All right, you, man, I'm you, good. You notice I didn't interrupt him, right? No, you can't, can't interrupt something you like can't that. Interrupt that. And you know he has a radio show, but he's on right. a little break now. Yeah, and right. So it was great that he could join in here. All right, you're listening to Black and White on AM five sixty Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio, still recovering from his goosebumps from that sermon that the Reverend C. O'Brien just gave. I'm joined in studio by my friend, the Punisher, Babat Holder, <laughs> and the Zen Master, Mike Zen. Guys, I mean, 
I wanted more of him. Uh, you can't get enough of that. You know? really, more people need TL in their lives, but, honestly. I saw a friend of mine, Brian from Chicago. Uh, he he posted something on, on, about this Georgia voting thing and about um, getting rid of the um, the All Star game. Who does that hurt though? Right. You think that hurts the MLB? No. What about the contractors? What about the vendors? Uh, and 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 Atlanta, most of them are black. And so you want you you think you won something because you moved? You took away jobs. You took away incomes, and 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 you're over here bragging about it. Yeah, but but that's isn't that the Democrats' game that they're so they they're, they they have no foresight. No, that no. they want the, the the right now victory, right? Even right. if it hurts, yeah. The I mean, look, that I mean, they're supposedly protecting. Take a look. I mean, you you, you you've got uh, what Aunt Jemima's been taking off the syrup bottle and and uh, uh, the uh, was it the minute rice? Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, come on, I, man. I mean, I, I know. I'm questioning your blackness now. You should. <laughs> <laughs> and, and rightly, but no, they do this. But often, honestly, though, if you go to the store now, that's all you see is white folks on products. Yeah, there's no other culture represented. When they're talking about the representation, uh, yes, you saw yes. that TikTok that guy, the white guy, he, he did a TikTok, and he talked about how when you go into like, there's no black representation mm-hmm. in these grocery stores. Right. I saw that. You know, you go Quaker Oats is white. Right. I mean, everybody's white now. Everybody's white. There is no cultural diversity of any sort in any products but anymore. those on the right. And somehow that. that's a win. Yeah. Uh, DJ Pete and I were talking earlier about it. You know, when, when you look at how, you know, the, this whole racism thing, Baba, you know, you know, I've had this conversation too. Yeah. Black people can't be racist, can they? Hmm. Oh, 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 don't start that up. Don't start that one. <laughs> They're going to take you off the air. <laughs> be like, this was the black and black people. Yeah, that's, that's also another one of the greatest myths out there. It is. Black people cannot be right. Not only do we have that, but colorism. Yeah. Which can really just be wicked and horrible within our own. Yeah, because so. I'm, not, I'm not black because I'm too light. No, I'm you too are. high yellow. Well, Let's go to the phone lines. Jim, Welcome. How you guys doing? Hey, how you doing, sir? Jim of Best Dental, sponsor of the show. Oh. To that. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Proud, hey, hon, how are you? Good, proud sponsor, and uh, everybody make sure you brush your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, buddy? Anyways, well, you were talking earlier about the uh, police uh, issue, and, and I was just talking this morning to a patient of mine, which Richard Daly said in 1968 during the convention, shoot to kill and wouldn't tolerate looters and rioters oh, yeah. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and people forget those old days. That was fifty-three years ago. I I, I agree. You know, so, yeah, what, so history's got to be touched. What What are your thoughts about this moving the MLB game, the All Star game, from Georgia? Well, I think I just saved myself about three thousand dollars because I was going to be buying some uh, tickets for the White Sox and Cubs. You know, to uh, get some special events and things like this, and bring my employees. So, wow, just get three grand. Look at that. See, see, they, right. And, the, and, plus, and the, plus, I I ordered some my my pillow stuff directly from my pillow. Yeah, I well, just got a delivery yesterday in my office, and I didn't go to the store directly from uh, Mike Lindell. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks so much for calling us, Jim. You're you're Thank always you. welcome, brother. I mean, guys, yeah, lost revenue. Listen, you heard lost what Co. Brian right. said. Mm-hmm. It's incumbent upon us to fight back and push back against this foolishness. But, oh, I forgot we can't say fight, but the Democrats. I have a montage. I'm gonna look see if I can find it. Of them using the word fight, 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 oh, fight, oh, yeah. fight, 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 fight. I've seen that. But we can't, conservatives, we can't say fight. No. I made a post today 
somebody went and liked my page and it showed up that basically I'm a dangerous person on on social media. Yep. I went to I went to Anquifa's uh, Facebook page. I clicked like. Nothing, nothing came up with Anquifa. How you gonna tell me people who have destroyed, killed people are are, are not dangerous? But here I am just trying to change minds and I'm dangerous. You're listening to John Anthony on Black and Right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the Shaking of That Liberal Tree to see how many more nuts will fall out. I'm John Anthony, <laughs> host of Black and Right. Happy to have my friend in studio, the Punisher herself, and she punished me early on. If you, if you yeah. missed the beginning of the show, please go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast, click on the Black and Right uh, radio podcast, and uh, you'll see Bad Bat beat me up early on. It got punished. Just it playing did. devil's it advocate. Got, it got feisty up in here. And I'm also happy to have the Zen Meister himself, Mike Zen's in as well. Former Kankakee County board member. Yes, sir. Yes, moved sir. from Kankakee, now resides somewhere in the... The beautiful best city county of Lyle. ever. The greater DuPage metropolitan area. The great area. DuPage County. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you guys know, um, when you look at what's happening with the pro-life, pro-family agenda that's happening, not just here in Illinois, I think HB 40 really decimated uh, when go- former governor, Republican governor, Bruce Rauner signed it. I think it really dealt, left a real indelible blow to the pro-life uh, movement, uh, but joining us today is is a good friend of mine. He's been he's been think about this. He's been he's been on the front lines and battling for life down in Springfield, lobbying uh, for over thirty years with Illinois. I, I believe one of them. I don't know if he's been with Illinois Right to Life for thirty years, but he's currently with Illinois Right to Life. He was somebody that I was always went to when it came to any pro life, pro family bill. Ralph Rivera. Ralph, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, John. Good to talk with you. Yes. It's been a while. Yes, yeah. it's been too long, sir. Is, is Babette on? Yeah, Babette's with us. Hey, Ralph, how oh, are you? Good, Babette. <laughs> Good to talk with you, too. Thank you. Yeah, I, I should, I should uh, on the, at the outset, I should say um, Ralph is also really close with my uncle and my aunt, Hiram and Geronda Crawford, Pro-Life, Pro-Family Coalition in Chicago as well. Um, Ralph, what's what what what's going on with, in Springfield? Is there any, are there any bills coming up that's um, going to be detrimental to the pro life pro family yes. movement? There are there are two dangerous bills that I'd like to talk to your you and your listeners uh, about. I'll do this very quickly. I'm also, if they would like, I can give them a fact sheet on both of the bills and a legislative directory. I'll tell them how to get that. Sure. And just so that I'm going to talk fast with the time I have, but. All of this will be explained if they reach out to me to get uh, this, these fact sheets. So the, what is, there's a bill, actually a couple of bills, to repeal the Parental Notice of Abortion oh, Act. So the Parental Notice of Abortion Act is a, an act that says, and I'm going to simplify it, that before a minor girl that's under 18 years old can get an abortion, the abortion clinic has to notify a parent, a grandparent, or a step-parent living in the house with the minor. Uh, or 
the minor can say, no, I don't want that, and she can go to court and seek a waiver of the notice requirement. And that goes rather quickly. It's not like they're waiting weeks. Uh, they have, under the law, the court has to decide. Uh, the minor goes to court, gives a false name. Wow. That's all right. And within 48 hours, that uh, that judge has to make a decision. So that's what that does. And since this law has been in effect, there have been an average over a thousand minors uh, not getting abortions because of this law every yeah. year. And so you're seeing the minors protected. You're seeing over a thousand unborn babies saved, and the parents' rights to raise their their daughters is continue to be protective. That's one uh, horrendous bill. If you just join us, we're talking with Ralph Rivera. He's with the Illinois Right to Life Action um, uh, Lobbyist. He's the chairman, the legislative chairman for them, and um, does a yeoman's work. Um, Now, what was the second one, Ralph? The second one is, uh, now I'm going to go on pro-life, pro-family, so I I lobby full-time for Illinois Right to Life Action, and then I also, with pro-family alliance, so it's pro-life and the other things, parents' rights, religious liberties, etc. So this bill is a House Bill 1736, and it is on the floor of the House, so uh, when they come back from their spring break, we've got another week ahead of us, they may take this up. And this is a mandate for all public schools to to do sex education. And the the problem with this is, for the first time, this would require from kindergarten through twelfth oh. grade. You have to. Te- uh, they're going to promote abortion, and they're going to promote and affirm uh, the LGBT lifestyle. So a number of students in the public schools, their parents, and the the places of worship they go to have a religious belief against abortion and not in support of the LGBT lifestyle. You know, I've testified in committee and I've said, we have to be respectful of every person because every person is made in the image of God. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean we have to affirm people's uh, views uh, if we disagree or if it comes out of the Word of God. So this one would force... Uh, students and the public schools to teach, uh, promote abortion, promote the LGBT lifestyle. And finally, uh, we've seen some of the curricula they're talking about. And while the bill says it has to be age appropriate, if you looked at this curricula, it is not. There's some parts that yes, but not. But if it's 50, even 10% was not uh, age appropriate for a kindergartner, for a second grade, a fifth grade, uh, this shouldn't be. You're, in effect, you're saying you're going to wow. teach them something they should not be uh, be taught at that age. They won't understand. No, this. and it's my it's my right as a parent to do that. Not not some educational group. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So so Ralph, I was going to jump in, Babette here, and, and I agree. My my main thing is this: I'm the parent. I'm the person that had that child. Yes. And and and, and we're we're losing all parental rights and what we think should be the proper age, you know, to talk about sex education with your child. I'm tra- I'm sorry. I had two girls. That was not happening in kindergarten. It, 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 did you know, is there a parental opt-out or anything that you're aware there of? Is, there is a parental opt-out. It's specifically in the bill. But parental opt-outs are better than nothing, but they're not as good as consent right. or you have to opt in. 
Uh, uh, so what's going to happen is a lot of parents are not going to see they can opt out, and so you're going to have a lot of students who should be opted out uh, being taught this. But uh, even if uh, an opt-out is not an excuse for putting bad material into the hands Correct. of students. And uh, so this is very – and let's say you opt out a child, but he's going to be in the same classroom as students who've already had this terrible stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And, so and, and I'll tell you, this is Mike. Uh, you know, it, this, is a, this is a complete denigration of the family nucleus on a, on a really epic scale. Um, I, I, you know, this is, it's all these different little ideologies and now they're putting in, trying to put into legislation that just, you know, that scream Marxism, that scream, uh, the government wants to be your, you know, your parent and, 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 that's right. and, and that's all you need because the government's going to take care of you. We're here to help. So that's right. The, you, know, the, that. you know, the government knows better than the parents of how course. to raise the child. And it's so I want to because I never know how much. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Ralph. So if if the people listening will say, I'd like to know more so I can reach my legislator. Uh, If they uh, email me at Ralph at Illinois Right to Life. So the Illinois Right to Life organization, Ralph, R-E-L-P-H, at IllinoisRightToLife.org and say, I heard you on the program. Please send me that material. I'll send you a fact sheet on the parental notice and why it's so important. A fact sheet on House Bill 1736 about yeah. the sex ed bill. And I'll give you a, uh, a just latest update on uh, legislative directory about your state yeah. rep and your state senator. Um, and uh, and Ralph, I'll, can, I'll, I'll post yeah. it. I'll post it to the black and to, to this actual live because we have a live feed on Facebook right now and on YouTube. I'll post it there so that people can um, also do it. Now, but you, you guys have, uh, my uncle and them, they have something coming up. Uh, is it April 30th? What's going on with that? Well, we do, uh, Illinois, uh, um, Illinois Right to Life is having their banquet on April 30th, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the uh, guest speaker. Yeah. So that's going to be in Lombard. Uh, and it's, you know, you can catch it online if you went to Illinois Right to Life dot uh, org website there's information but we're actually sold out at this point on the in-person we're doing virtual and we've got a waiting list and if we're if the place where we're at says hey i think the state will let us go even larger then those tickets will open yeah i'm so, trying to work on my uncle to see if i can do the show live there so that's i'm working on that right now <laughs> okay Ralph, well he's doing one he's doing one at uh Toward the end of April, uh, yeah. pro-life, pro-family uh, um, out there. He's doing something else, too, right? Yeah. Ralph Rivera, Legislative Chairman of Illinois Right to Life Action. Thank you so much for joining Black and Right today. Um, I'll make sure I get that posted so people can reach out to you. Thanks so much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Babette. And, Mike, thank you all. Happy all right. Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank Ralph you. Rivera, that's a great man. I mean, you talk about an honest, honest man. Mm-hmm. That man is... It's, oh, I love that guy. Dedicated. You listen to the Black and White on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with the Punisher and the Zen. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Punisher and the Zen. That's Babette right. Holder, yep, Mike yep. Zenz. 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 Gotta put that Z on it, right? Yeah, you got a little pizzazz in the end. <laughs> now, you know, one of the greatest, I think, some of the greatest candidates that come, that run for office are 
moms who are on a mission who say to themselves, I'm no longer having it. There's no way. And I love, and I think, and, and when they are, when they are not afraid of pushing back, especially when, when, when there are groups that call them racist and white supremacists, I'm like, when I heard this, my, my good friend, former, um, Will County board member, Suzanne Hart gave me a, she said, you got to get this lady on. I was like, who, Suzanne? She's, I said, okay, well, you know, it's like Babette, when Babette calls me, right. tells me who I have to call. Yes, yes. She's got such, all the time. She'll set your guest list. Yeah, yeah, me. pretty pretty much. Uh, I, you can't say no. So Suzanne, Suzanne is one of those people. Uh, joining us now is Shannon Adcock. She's running for school board of Indian Prairie School District 204. And I'm going to tell you, I've been going over her videos. I've been listening and watching what she posts. I'm telling you somebody who is not afraid of, of this onslaught of cancel of, of people who are trying to cancel people out. Shannon, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, John. Great to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So what, what was it? What was it about school, Indian Prairie School District 204? What was, is it something they weren't doing that made Shannon Adcock get up and say, I have to go and, and lend my expertise to this school district? <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, you know, our children, our three children are enrolled in the district, currently sixth grade, fourth grade, and kindergarten, and we chose living here for the community and for the schools. Pay high taxes to have access to quality education, and given the past year, which was challenging, no doubt, for the best of leadership, I recognized that there was still an opportunity to, to represent our community as a parent. Uh, four out of the seven school board members no longer have children in the district. That's not to say they are bad people or unqualified, but I said I have skin in this game. Over the next four years, if elected, I'll have children in high school, middle school, and elementary. And given the past year, I have lived through these challenges and want to contribute and be representative of parents and students and taxpayers. Yeah. Now, I, I know a lot of what's come down. I, I've, I've seen some of the, the harshness that's come against you, calling you a white supremacist. Uh, I'm looking for it. I still haven't found anywhere where, where, where you would be deemed or considered a white supremacist. Uh, and a lot of it falls on the critical race theory. Um, what are you, what, what, what's going on with that? Right. So, yes, uh, you know, critical race theory was what I think uh, was sort of an entry for special interest groups and the typical, you know, incumbent and union backslate to kind of dig their nails in. So, yes, I, I am against critical race theory because I am pro-human. Yes. And, you know, when we talk about this type of um, perpetuation, if you will, of the zero-sum power struggle, I don't believe that our children in their purest of minds and in their tolerance and in their, their good hearts and given all of the advancements that have been made with civil rights and respect, I think this is a form of regression. And it's happening, it's been happening in the higher education, and I don't want to see it in our pre-K through 12 schools, and certainly not backed with our taxes and public funds. So I suggested that anybody who wants to adopt that form of teaching and have their children be indoctrinated with that form of learning have their own school for it. It doesn't belong in the fourth largest public school district in our state. And, and Shannon, hi, this is Babette here. I'm so glad you could join. I, I'm was looking at your videos and love everything. I have a girlfriend myself who's running for school board in District 200 over in the Wheaton Glen Ellen area and the same attacks and everything across the board. Everything you yep. said, I agree with. And, but I want to add this too. Don't you believe that if you want your children and your family members and friends to understand others and races, it starts at home. 
You know, I, I have a, in, I, I have a, a interracial marriage. I have biracial children. You do. Let's be quiet, John. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon, you know, and, and I grew up in that type of household myself. People are people, and, it, and that's really what you were saying. It's a, it's a humanity issue. And as far as the history, because they'll say it's not about just the skin tone and the color, but institutionalized systemic racism that's built into everything in the United States. Well, I believe, too, because I worked in schools, kids study and listen to this as if it's another lesson to pass a test. If you really want them right. to understand history, have someone like a C.L. Bryant come in the classroom and talk about the days and, you know, hear stories from those, right. though, who understand that we have overcome. Right. Yeah, you're so you're so right about that. And, you know, it's it's really a difference in in, I guess, ideology or this, you know, this battle against this new orthodoxy where we have to see the world as race versus race. And I see it myself as really the adults in this situation, the parents, the elected, the educators who are falling victim to their own pessimistic activism and want our children to fall victim to the same, and that's not healthy. It's a circular existence of constantly having to deconstruct systems rather than build them, and I don't think we're giving our children enough credit. So I come from a place of gratitude and optimism mm-hmm. and a healthy worldview, and we should be encouraging that in our public school system rather than perpetuating this pessimism. And, and, and Shannon, I think if, if we allow that to happen, I want you to hear this audio clip. I'd love to get your perspective on this. Uh, here we go. What this seems to be a picture of. It's just two people chilling. Right, just two <laughs> people. That's nothing more to this picture? No, nah, not really. Just two people chilling. I don't believe that you believe that. Um, I don't believe that you look at this as just two people. Um, I don't think truly you is just two people, just though, people. is it not? Yeah, but I think you're being. I think you're being. Um, I think you're being intentionally coy about what this is a picture of. <laughs> what are you being coy about? It's two people standing back to back in a picture. Yeah, and that's all you see is two people. I, I'm I'm confused on what you would like me to to speak on in that I don't sense. think you are. Well, I'm confused. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, is that what I you want me to, to say? That. Well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people? No, it's not because you you can't not look at you can't you can't look at the people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences, right? But if we're going for, let's say if we're looking for equality within all this, then why would we need to point out things such as that? Because those things, those differences are real things. Shannon, your thoughts? Perfect example of what we're talking about, correct? It is. It is. And I do think that this is an existential threat. Um, You know, this whole concept of race consciousness and... I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And you can speak to it even more than I can, especially given, you know, you can talk about race. You can talk about those differences that people want to perpetuate. Right. But what where we are now is this cancel culture yes. of if you don't see things in my narrative, you are dismissed. Yeah. And they, you and... as a black conservative yeah. are gr- dismissed to an even greater and almost 
horrific degree yeah. because they want to leverage you as a minority, as a man of color, yes. and say, but you don't fit my narrative of li- you know the liberal woke culture. So yeah. you were even further dismissed. I can't even I like imagine. her. I do, too. You know, I'm going to Shane, this is Mike. I'm telling you, John, first off, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That is completely the most insane thing I've ever heard. Um, Shan, I got to tell you, you know, the, it, it is because of regular folks like you and, and, and I and Bevan and John and all of us who, who just kind of say, you know what, I'm invested. I'm invested in my community and mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm-hmm. I, I have a friend, Erica Young, who, who's running for school board. Uh, 53 down in Kinkie, uh area. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I thank mm-hmm. you for investing in the community. Oh, you're kind. You know what? It's going to take all of us. And it's no coincidence. You know, I talked to um, the Paul Schimpf. He invited me on. I saw that. And Yeah. And, you know, he's, uh, he's a great guy. And I said, you know, this whole notion of a Board of Education election has typically been pretty benign in the past. Yeah. It's no coincidence yeah. Yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it you was benign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, nobody knew. It was like, oh, it's the kids, and they talk about curriculum. Hey, and Shannon, blah, 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 blah. maybe the occasional text. Shannon, before we before we run out of time, I want people to know where to reach out to you. If somebody wants to come help your campaign in the last couple of days, they yeah. want to send some money <laughs> the last couple of days. Where can people no, no reach money. out to you? Self-funded. Thank you. Oh, guys. look at you! Yeah, I love that. Even more. Yeah. So, how can Shannon, people come out and volunteer? Shannon. <laughs> ShannonFOR204.com is my website. I want people to vote. This is going to be a very important election across all of our communities to get prudent leadership that will fight for our kids. I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk, and it's been great to be here. Thank you. Shannon Adcock from 204. Go get it. Go win it. Thank you so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, I love it when people like that run for office. It gives me hope. Yeah. That, that Illinois and the country can come back. You listen to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, my, you know, I mean, my big sister who beats me up. I just got her back. You'll see shortly. Uh, the Punisher, Batman Holder. And the Zen master himself, Mike Zenz. All right. So this next guest that we're having call in is a good friend of mine. His name is Greg Boltz. He's in Downers Grove area of DuPage County. Hey, Greg, are you on the line? Yeah. Hi, Brevette. I'm right here with you. Hey, Greg, what's going on, buddy? Uh, just getting out there working today to get the vote out for our elections coming up on Tuesday. So, Greg, can you tell us and tell everyone, um, first of all, what are you running for and what township and why it's so important? Yes, I'm part of the uh, Downers Grove Township team that's running. I, I'm the current the assessor for Downers Grove Township. And uh, the township or, uh, government level is extremely important because we do a lot of work that's helping the residents in the, in the community. For instance, I'm the assessor, so my responsibility is to assess the value of property and make sure things are done in a fair and equitable fashion. We also, it's very important to get the, uh, bring the exemptions out to people so seniors and everybody else understands what their uh, availability of uh, exemptions are. We also provide for a great deal of the general assistance. We've just had a brand new building built for our senior services. 
so we can make sure we can help seniors take advantage of the uh, the building and all of the for services. We have Meals on Wheels we've been working with. We have our fish pantry, which helps with uh, feeding people that are in, uh, in need of a certain, certain food. And we also have our highway department. Fish. We have a gentleman, Andy Anderson. Our high, sorry, yes. I need some. Of, I, I need to come get some of that fish. No, I'm just kidding. He lost me a fish. <laughs> you lost me a fish, but I love fish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, not a problem. We've got a, Andy Anderson is our highway commissioner, and he's actually been with the highway department working his way up after uh, he got out of college. He was brought out, got a job there full time, and he's been there working all his way up. And he's a special guy. He was the highway commissioner now, but he actually still gets on a truck every time there's a snowstorm and drives a truck to make sure that he's taking care of a route himself to get those roads cleared as soon as possible. So he's really the hands-on kind of guy that serves the people. We've got Paul Coltrap running for our supervisor. Uh, he's got an extensive business background, so he's running his own business in insurance sales for many years. So uh, he's out there to be able to help lead the supervisor side. We've got Lorraine Grimsby as our current clerk and running for re-election. So he's got many years both locally and up in Michigan as being a township clerk. We've got a tremendous group of people running for our uh, trustees. There's four of them. Abby Ferguson is coming back for a second term. And she is so strong as a, as a trustee. She had a baby, her second child. And three days after she had that baby, she was on a call for a Zoom call for the township meeting back in February. I was so impressed. Oh, that. wow. That's amazing. We, you know, yeah, I got to tell you, Greg, exactly. you know, you're, you're I, I've known you for a little bit now. And, uh, you know, these, these these elections, this this election that is coming, most people don't really kind of understand that the this is where your tax dollars meet the road first. And 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 literally these end up being more important in fact than some of the bigger races that, you know, get all the hullabaloo around them. Would you agree, Absolutely, Mike. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've got your school board races. You've got your village council races. In some cases, you've got mayor races going on. You've got COD, uh, College of DuPage. You've got you know, your elementary schools. You've got your high schools. You've got your unit school districts. Again, you've got your township going out there. You, you, so you've got ex- races all up and down that are affecting us on a day-to-day basis. You know, we do make it, Everybody gets involved in what's happening at the national level and yeah. at the state level. But we're the people that help people every single day. You have a problem, yeah. you come to your township office. You know, and, we're and there Greg, to help you. And, Greg, I, think, I, I believe the reason why people are paying attention to these local races so much more now is that COVID proved that the local who, the, those who control the local offices are the most important people when, and, and if, if something like COVID was to happen again. What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. You know, we're able to mobilize whether it's COVID or there's a hunger need, or you have a storm, you know, that has to, you got to get the roads clear so people can get out. All of these local areas, it's the, it's the local people, the local elected officials that are going to mobilize. We had a bad storm last fall, late last summer, and literally within 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, uh, our highway commissioner, Andy Anderson, because I was on the truck with him. He's out there with his truck. His guys are out there clearing the roads. Last week, or two weeks ago, I believe it was, I got a call from somebody they said they had uh, access to some food that had been, you know, sometimes trucks have problems, you know, these big delivery trucks, semi-trucks and stuff. They said, hey, Greg, you know, you've got that new building, uh, the senior building has the fish pantries in. They gave me a call and they said, can you guys take some delivery on something? I called the people that run fish, some great individuals that run the fish program. 
called them at home. They said, can we get something over there by tomorrow morning? And first thing in the morning, they said, yes. We were out at near Midway Airport till 1 o'clock in the morning loading up our, our cars, loading up my SUV. My, my, uh, my SUV. We brought over 3,000 wow. pounds of cheese. And they were able to take it first thing in the morning, and it was ch- chilled out all night, so there was no issues with the cheese. You know, again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing operation because we're able to react immediately. Right. And that's the thing. It's the local people that care. That's right. That's That voice you heard was Greg Boats. He's the DuPage Township. Uh, uh, he's the Downers, Downers Grove, Grove Township, Township assessor. incumbent assessor seeking re-election. Thank, Thank you so much. Go vote, people. Greg Boats in this slate. Do it. You're listening to Black and White. Thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to Black and White on AM5. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Hey, look at that mic. Come on, DJ Pete. Oh, I know he's got us Tell dancing over here. <laughs> they don't hear what we hear. No. <laughs> I wish I could see. I wish I wish that verse would just kick in. Right. Um, joined in studio by my good friend, the Punisher herself, Babette Holder, and Mike Zenz, <laughs> the Zen Master, the Zenz Master. Uh, Mike's laughing at that nickname because he really knows it's applicable. <laughs> it, it really is. It really, uh, yes. Well, at least I'll just say like, yes. Well, normally he, you know, I, he's when he's posting on my show, he's talking about, you know, <clears throat> how he's three sheets to the wind or headed to the wind. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Wait a minute, John. We're two people who don't really imbibe. So I had, we're over there like, you did what? I had two beers, and I was sitting watching your live. That was it. Let us not go down that road. I'm just teasing. Um, again, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to highlight is, is those people that are running for office, especially in these local elections. And my good friend, um, I wonder if I can say this on air. I, you know what? I don't care. The Asian persuasion, <laughs> Aaron Del Mar. What's I, going I, on, I'm buddy? I'm going to wait when he gets you. Go, hey, Aaron. What's going on, buddy? Greetings and salutations, everyone over there. How are you? <laughs> so, man, what's going on? You running for uh, highway commissioner, uh, Palatine. Uh, pa- now I'm saying it right. No. Palatine Township. Um, right. Um, how's it going over there? What's going on? What's What's the latest? Uh-huh. How's it looking? Well, J.A., I'm calling in live for the Palatine Township Republican Office here in uh, downtown Palatine. We've got a ton of awesome volunteers that are with me here. We're calling in to all the Republican households in Palatine. Yes, I'm running with an amazing team of Republican candidates, uh, the Palatine Township Republicans United for the Taxpayer, um, a bunch of conservative candidates here in Palatine. We've been in office for many years, We've done a great job, and uh, we're running for re-election. And it's, it's stiff. You know, the Democrats are coming out strong here in Palatine. They think they can try to flip our uh, local township, and we're doing everything we can to be that giant red wall. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate having me on the phone here and, hey, no and having me on the show. And is that that bad I hear in the That's background? That's that bad. Hey, Aaron. Uh, Hey, how are you? It's so nice to hear you and see you again. You too. And I'm just over here, you know, wishing you all good luck and well and prayers and everything. You know, I'm excited for everyone throughout the state and good folks running. Oh, great. And we got our guest host, Mike Z, over there as well. Mike yes, Z, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm full of joy, my man. I appreciate everything you do for the party and everything for the cause. You know, also here, I want to give a special shout-out. We have some really great nonpartisan races 
going on in Palatine, Schaumburg, District 211. Please go ahead. So anyone that's listening out here in uh, District 211, make sure to cast your vote for Volcomer, Hinkle, and Steele. They're great. Three moms. They're not taking any union money, right? Yeah. The, yep. Their opponents are taking a ton of union money, getting involved in races they shouldn't be doing. Since when have you ever heard of teachers' unions getting involved in school board races right, right the year before their next their next contract's up? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy out here. It, and, it's egregious, to be honest with you. And, Aaron, I can vouch for them. I, I filled in for Amy Jacobson on uh, Chicago Morning Answer, and Dan and I interviewed all three of those people you just spoke of, and they were dynamite. And if you're in that area, please go vote for them because mm. I think you're going to be getting some, not just not just leadership, because I think what's missing in a lot of our, especially these local offices, because no one's paid attention to them, really. No. And, and, right. and Aaron, I know, I know for a fact, because I, I should probably mention this, I used to run Aaron's companies for him. Um, Aaron is, I mean, I've seen him. I've seen how hard he works, not just for his company, but for the township. Um, I mean, you saw it every day. So I will say that, Aaron, you, you, you are one of the hardest workers out there. And the people of, of Palatine uh, are grateful, I'm sure, to have you as their leader. Well, I appreciate all that. You know, um, you know. Here's the reoccurring, the reoccurring issue that I think that's happening not just in Palatine but all around is people don't understand that seventy to eighty percent of their tax bill is on local elections. That's right. And when you have ten percent, fifteen percent voter turnout, and then these are the same people that are upset and angry because they have high tax bills for the property tax. Yeah. You know, you, you can't do it. If you want to, if you want to be part of the solution, you got to get out and vote. And here's the deal: once Republicans get out and vote. We're successful. Yeah. Right now, it's not about persuasion anymore. We got three yeah. days before the election. It's about getting our human beings to the polls. And, um, you know, I'm vetting to you for a little bit, but I'm mad about people saying, oh, yeah, we're Republicans. We're going to support you. Then you pull the, the uh, database who voted, and they didn't vote. Yeah, Aaron, so, let me tell you. Know, you, you know, means at the polls. You, you couldn't be more right. You, you, you hit it right on the head on, on your tax bill. And I'm going to tell you one other thing people have to consider with these local races, right? When you talk about people who run for state rep and they run for Illinois Senate or Congress or whatever, this is where they start in the in these lower races. And if you don't get the wrong people out at the right time, you're stuck with some of the the, the knuckleheads that we're stuck with now in yeah. the upper branches. And, and I felt it. I felt it to my soul what Aaron just said because over in my township, Milton Township, there's a tax referendum and a tax increase referendum mm. that's going to be on that ballot. But everyone's sitting at home. Three hundred and fifty percent. Here's here's what I'll tell you too. Here's the thing too. I'll give the Democrats credit. Right here in Illinois, they are starting to understand that because of the climate on the national politics, they can put up any kind of candidate. Right, they're just putting up any human being right. that's 18 or older that's got a social security number yep. to put it, to be a candidate. And because they got a D next to the name, and people are upset with some of our other Republicans, they think they can get them through. Yep. And these people yep. are not qualified. These are people are going to be running our government, and they're going to run it in the ground. And if we don't get out there and be the red wall, yeah. do what needs to be done, and get out and vote. I mean, it's free. It's not yeah. even like we're charging it. You. you just hey, got to show up. Aaron, early voting. I mean, Aaron, it's crazy. In the, in the last 20 seconds, how can people reach out if they want to come help? If they want to come out, they can reach out. They can go to PalatineUnitedRepublicans.com. Again, that's PalatineUnitedRepublicans.com. Or my favorite website, AaronDelmar.com. <laughs> we'll get them hooked up. Right? And uh, let's make some great things happen. Let's make Illinois great again. Let's get our conservative voices out there. And let's be strong. And uh, let's do the right thing. All right. That Aaron Delmar. Happy Aaron Easter. Highway Commissioner of Palatine Township. Uh, thanks so much for joining the show. Andy John, hold the line. We're going to come back with you in the show with Andy John, who's also running for supervisor of Palatine Township. You're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back.
This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my girl, my homie from Wyoming. Hey, Southside. The Punisher Holder. And Mike Zins, he just likes Zen I, I really do. Seriously, but you know, I, I don't want to belabor the time. Um, now, Andy John, you know, I don't know. All I ever known you by is Andy John. Now, if I butcher this name, you you got to hold it against my head, not my heart. Uh, running for uh, supervisor for township uh, Palatine Township is my good friend Andy John Calcunas. Did I say that right, Andy Calcunas? Cal- just I hope I said it right. Andy, did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Andy John Calcunos. Nice <laughs> Irish name. Southside Irish. So, what's going on? You're running for Palatine Township Supervisor. Um, yes, sir. What's, what, what, why are you running for this position? You, you, you lost your mind? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I've, I've been, uh, it, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that, and I've been sitting here. I'm in the restaurant business, right? Yes. And, uh, say, so, say, say, say the name of the restaurant because, you know, I love those. I love both the places. I said it earlier. Go ahead. You know what? You are. You have been tremendous. You've been a, a, a great guest of ours, and I really appreciate your support. Chicago Prime Steakhouse and Chicago Prime Italian. Yeah, great food. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have, in fact, we hosted the State of the Union address at our banquet hall, the Avante Banquets yes. in Fox River over right by Barrington. So I've been sitting here... Um, you know, minding my business, running my business, and all of a sudden, um, the governor decides to shut us down. And I said, uh, hey, guys, um, if people don't pay attention, I've always been involved in public service, right? I'm no politician. I'm a public servant. I'm cool with that. I like the public servant work. I'm not into politics. I'm not into uh, being a politician. That Nothing excites me about being a politician. In fact, that's turned me off. But I love public service. And what Township does is helps people at you know, where they're, where they need help. Right. So like, for example, there's 400 families in Palatine township that actually have food scarcity every month. Wow. There's 400 families that have food scarcity and in who, Palatine who, township that go to school with my kids. Who would think that that, that would be a problem in Palatine township of all places. That's, that's right. what I'm saying. And when I tell people, when I tell residents that, and I tell my friends that they can't believe it either. Yeah. And so I'm a current trustee um, and I'm running for re-election now to be the supervisor. Um, and basically, township services are more important now than ever before. I agree. I mean, people don't get that. I and mean, everyone wants to talk about consolidating government agencies. Township's probably the one you don't want to consolidate. Because it's the closest. Cool. It's one of the closest. Yeah, you're right. You, you know what? I'm going to jump in here. And, and hi, Andy. Um, we're Facebook friends. I'm not sure if we met, but I'm going to say you're absolutely right. I agree with everything you're saying about township services being a necessity, especially in these larger counties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, why am I running? It's it's because, you know, I'm seeing that there's a very, very close relationship between what government can do uh, uh, to small businesses. Yeah. And there's the government has a direct relationship with what happens, way too, too much of an influence on what happens to businesses and what happens in your homes. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Hey, hey Andy. And I, I give you 25 seconds to tell people where they can find you, how they can help uh, if they want to come yeah. volunteer for the race uh, in, in these last days. Well, friendsofaj.com is my, my personal website, but Palatine United Republicans is my slate. We have a great group of people. They're, they're professionals. Yeah. They're, they're experts in their fields of, of, of study. These people know what they're doing, and they're actually just 
good people that want to help volunteer and work. It's a it's a great great group of people. Uh, friends of AJ.com and Palatine yeah. United Republicans. Just get out and vote, folks. That's it. Just pay attention. Andy get John, involved. thanks so much for joining us on Black and Right. Uh, go vote. Andy John, Palatine Township uh, Supervisor. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless you. Thank right. you. Hey, I want to say hey, thank you to Babette, Mike Z. Thank you to all of our guests today. Uh, C.L. Bryan, Ralph Rivera, Shannon Adcock, Aaron Del Mar, Andy John. Go out and vote. April 6th, go out and vote. Go out and vote. It's so important that we take back these local uh, places of power because they've been abused for so many years. Go out. Seward Township Republicans, go out and vote for them. I'm John Anthony. See you next week.